and the chances of you getting just car washed, I'm going to say fairly slim. Chances of you getting car washed. Yep. What's that mean? It means you're just you're just inundated with wet and maybe not soap. <laughs> but uh, anyway, a lot of people to uh, that we've met, great guys from Elite Golf West. He's long. I'm hitting nine iron. Mm-hmm. And ball just carried. Yep. And I'm long. So neither of us are on the green. No. So we'd go to Southern Death Playoff. Sudden. What did I say? Southern. Southern. We are in the South. <laughs> I should give that to you. <laughs> I just like it, Kern, how he goes, and we went to Southern Death as opposed to doing it in Michigan. <laughs> You talk. He's a color analyst. Yeah, he's got plenty of time. Look, I, how I never prepare for this, and I'm the color guy in our little radio. Well, that's show. evident. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I if I could speak well, I I would, I would be okay. Mm-hmm. He speaks better than me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, literally, it was there was, it was nothing. I mean, they could have kept scoring if they wanted to. This is the same team that SMU beat. No, they beat SMU. No, no, SMU S- beat them. SMU's three at home. home. They yeah. beat SMU. Okay, no. so it was close. I know it was no, close. SMU won. SMU, SMU won. won. Yeah, I know it was close. 17. Don't oh, derail them. That's the one I was there. Sorry. Don't derail me. Hey, morons! I told you I want to watch the hockey game now. Cut the golf sissy crap and finish up in there. Welcome to the first tee box of 2020. I'm Craig Rosengarden, and I have no Rick Arnett with me today. Let me tell you something about Rick Arnett before I introduce my guest co-host today. You know, actually, I'm going to introduce him first because he's probably my guest co-host. Is we have a good bench. Rick couldn't make it last minute. So don't worry about it. Got a bench. Got plenty bench, and he's been with us numerous times. Edward Lore is with us. Good morning, Edward. Good morning, Craig. Um, it's an honor to be here. The first uh, show of 2020. I, I just enjoy coming once every few months just to hear the opens. <laughs> yeah, Jake glorious does radio. An awesome job, doesn't he? Yeah. So Rick, I haven't seen Rick all week. Um, it's I've, I've been a, I, I worked the Junior Tour, then I went to the Sugar Bowl. He kind of took some time off. But Rick's that guy that his entire world relies on Rick. You know, we all have that guy, you know, the family patriarch, the guy, well, something happens, you got to go talk to Rick. you got to talk to Ed. I split it with my wife a little bit, but, but it's all Rick, man. And Rick had a tough week. Did he? Just everybody pulling on him. Hmm. Things happening. And... Got him a little sick. Got a little crud. I, that stress just wears on you, man, when everybody's relying on you. And he's trying to be on vacation. So he sends me a note yesterday and says, I got all this stuff going on right now, and I got the crud. 
you may better you you may you may be have to step up a little bit more tomorrow than normal. So I called them. I said, well, "You're sick. I'll find somebody. Don't worry about it." Really? Just like that? Really? I said, "Yes. Stay home. Don't worry about it." Because I'm gonna start taking Nyquil now. So okay, good. So he's not here, and in his stead is the great Edward Lore. And it's a great. There's a lot to talk about this week because there's a lot happening. Evidently. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a. We've got the tournament. The tour started. We got a new handicap system. I got hit by a car. Oh man. What? In New Orleans, I got I, hit by a car. I can't wait to hear this. This has got to be a great story, right, Kern? What do we got? Start twenty twenty. Hit by a car. It was two thousand nineteen when I got hit. Oh, yeah. He did say Sugar Bowl. Yes. But the only way you can tell right now is do you see the mark on my forehead? Like right in right. Oh, yeah, right underneath your So it's cap. been four days ago, but yeah. So, but I'll tell you that story at 910. Yeah, awesome. And what it was like to be at the Sugar Bowl, being a Georgia fan. And um, that's one. But, um, again, bearing the lead, we are at Classic BMW today. And we have deals. If you needed a BMW, which why wouldn't you need a BMW? I love them. I would want them. I want them all. So they extended their December programs, and everything's changing January 6th. So you've got Couple two days. more days. You got today, actually, because the 6th is Monday, right? Yeah. You got today. And they, have that, they, that, they still have that no-haggle pricing on... Uh, Loaners and courtesy vehicles, which they just put all of them into the fleet, so or into for sale. So lots of good stuff. We'll get. We'll tell you more. Now's the time, by the way, if you just want a really, really good car, buy a 2019. I guarantee you, if you came in here and said, "I want a seven series," they'd take ten grand off a 2019. If they won't, I guess I'm subsidizing. But <laughs> <laughs> Tell them to come see Craig. He'll take care of the difference. <laughs> the Craig special. <laughs> you just put it out there for everybody listening, Craig. Yeah. 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 All right, so let me introduce the crew real quick. We got Kern out here engineering as always. Thank you, Kern. And thank you every time you're here. You always have, you're always wearing the AG. Not a problem. I, I like wearing these I shirts. I should probably put like the T-Box somewhere on your shirts because you are working for the T-Box also. He's representing. He is, always represents. And Jay King, we talked about how great his opens are. Morning, Jay. Happy Good morning, gentlemen. And doing tickers today is Russell Scott. Or not. Must be out for some coffee. I found him. He's here. Can you okay, hear me now? Kate. Can you hear me now? Now you morning, got me. Russ. Here I am. Yeah. Good morning, guys. So it might be a tough show, Ed. And I'm telling you, because it's the first of the year, and we have very, very, very short breaks. Way more time for us to screw up. Oh, I love it. <laughs> might come back to haunt you on Friday, Craig. Nope, I'm, I'm going to be e-break free for the year. Uh, you guess. watch. I'm going to be a professional broadcaster all year. Maybe this was Rick's evil plan all along. To make to get you to start the year strong because you made that bet where you're like I'm going to be e-brake free, and now he's yeah, putting it to the odds. test. You guys he knew there was going to be no spots, and he knew you were going to take the lead. 
He's playing yeah. chess. You're playing checkers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very nice, Jay. <laughs> Maybe not wrong, but not nice. Yeah, that's Jay King. He could be an evil genius. Hey, Jay, have you been on the air yet, or are you strictly just a, a board? I've just been guy? back here most of the time. Have you wanted to move on to the... If they'll have me. Okay. All right. We'll keep that under advisement. <laughs> You're good at what you do, but we'll see. All right. Coming up next, we'll uh, we'll give you a roadmap to the show, and we will talk about what it's like to have triplets during the holidays. And what's with this new handicap system? All of us should be paying attention to this. We'll talk about that coming up next. Club Corp One membership brings you this segment. What a great time to buy a golf membership. Beginning of the year, get things right, get a place to practice, get a place to play, get some friends mm-hmm. so you can go play. Always laugh at the twosome behind you. And they're always worried, you know, hey, you're mad because it's taking too much time. Find some friends. That's right. The twosome playing at 12 o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, find some friends. Stop yelling at us foursomes. <clears throat> we have friends. I'm serious, right? I, I, hey, I agree, 100%. All right, so um, at 8.50, so I've, I've run two junior tours in the last month. Cool. And we've had some rules issues. And there was one of them that came up that I even had to call John Drago and say, what is the rule? And I want to know on the pro tours what you go through. And it came on, this one had to do with the local rules. Okay. I want to know how hard you you looked at that kind of stuff and if you even know this rule. Uh, 8.30, we'll do the leaderboards. And um, <laughs> can you root for Patrick Reed? Just can you? At 9.10, I went to the Sugar Bowl, and something really weird happened to me, which I've already mentioned, but we won't mention it again until 9.10. At 9.30, we'll, we'll see what's going on in the world of Ed's life. We'll, have, we'll find uh, some new music. Jay will find some mu- new music for us, and, um, and we'll have just some fun with Ed's life. There you go. But first, <clears throat> let's talk about the holidays. I didn't have any. Thanksgiving, I ran a golf tournament in Las Vegas. Christmas, I ran a tournament in Phoenix. And wasn't with my family at all. I got one wild child who just goes, when he's got, he's making his own money as a teaching assistant as a, in a grad program. He's a grad, grad student. I never see him. Thanksgiving, he was in <laughs> Portugal. Good for him. Surfing. The, what was whatever the holiday was before that, he was in Thailand because it was the best deep water diving there was. Wow! And right now, the only thing I know is he was supposed to be in Israel, but he uses my Hilton card, and it just said your stay in Amsterdam is upcoming. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so to say we see him, we don't. Miss him to ha- miss him to death. Is this a lacrosse player? That was a lacrosse player. Yeah. Yes, and he's getting his master's in oceanography. And um, sounds like he's taking full advantage of that. And yes, and so he's going to save the world one day. But beforehand, he's going to enjoy it. <clears throat> and my other son goes to New York because that's where his fiance's family is. So we, man, that's rough being you, Craig. It's not because 
you know, I was in Vegas, I was in Phoenix. But rough may be dealing with triplets. Uh, it's not rough. It's exciting. But uh, first, I can appreciate your uh, your junior golf days. We used to always spend Thanksgiving in, in uh, Tucson for the AJGA. Uh, was that the Junior Classic at La Paloma back? So that's where I always used to spend my Thanksgiving. And then uh, we always just played. Excuse me, um, Doral the week before Christmas. So. Really? I was always kind of the doing we and my dad and mom would drive basically through the night to get us home on like Christmas Eve. Uh, really? From we would always drive to Wide Doral. They just always they had a big junior tournament called you know, oh, Doral oh, Junior. So you went and played the, the Yeah, me and my brother we would go out, you know, starting at age ten. And there's a big college event right after Christmas too in Phoenix somewhere. Uh, at the wigwam is that right used to be well they used to have another big junior tournament called the orange bowl which was right after christmas also down in florida so did that a couple times so anyway i can appreciate it but but yes now um yeah so my kids are eight so that's kind of prime time christmas so they're not they're not as big much of a handful as they used to be right you know we're they're transitioning a little bit more into the electronic stage of life Uh versus the you know build everything stage of life so it's kind of nice for the parents but it's still a really exciting time it's awesome uh you know they're kind of full santa claus mode so it's it's awesome how much uh how much golf do they play uh one of my boys liam really is taking a liking to it so you know we probably go out uh once every two weeks kind of depending on the weather and uh he really he'll probably start playing some tournaments next summer spring and summer and then my other two kind of dabble. They just they kind of go along. They have other passions, or uh, my daughter's she's into gymnastics and dance. And then uh, my other son James is he likes sports, but he kind of just does it because his brother does it. He's more into Legos and creative stuff. So you know they're still young. I met my roommate out at uh, at the Sugar Bowl, and he's got girls. I've never had girls, and his daughter is in the flag. Part of the band where they oh color flag guard. core color guard okay. yes yeah, she's part of the color guard and you know they get all dolled up and all that's it's a that's a part of the world I've never <laughs> known I've never known that part I mean just I'm watching them get you know watch her get ready and I'm watching them it's like wow that's different yeah does she we, do it at Georgia yeah okay then it's her senior year so they had to make sure they saw everything so oh yeah did every flipping thing so um I get it. I get it. It's just like me watching a lacrosse tournament or a golf tournament. It's exactly the same. So, all right, <clears throat> important golf stuff, and this is really important for everybody. Every amateur that's out there, the handicap system is changing. And if even if you put five dollars on the line in a in a round of golf with your buddy, or even if you just want to beat him for beating stake, this is this is a big change. I mean, it's a big big change. So Golf Digest came out with um, five things you need to know about this. It's very comprehensive. I don't even think I understand it very well. I wouldn't even know who to get on to tell me. We just said, hey, but they had five. First, number one, fewer scores count towards your index. Used to be you took your last 20 scores and the best 10 did your handicap. Now it's your best eight. So everybody's handicap is going to go down. So is that that big of a deal? I mean, yes, it is. Yes, ten to eight. 
Yes. Okay. When you look at an amateur like any of us, me, I'm going to tell you I've got some really, really, really good rounds, Mm -hmm. some really bad rounds. Bad rounds don't count, but the few really good rounds I have aren't um, diluted nearly as much anymore because it's eight to ten. It's from ten to eight. So we're all gonna we're all gonna suffer from that. Okay. So um, so that's going to be number one. Number two, your index updates in your sleep. So all of this, so if you were, you and I were in, our, in the same group and you were starting to play well and I was starting to struggle with you, <clears throat> I'd have to wait till the 1st or the 15th for your handicap would change. Now you put a score in, changes. So Yeah, I read all these last night. I I, I thought that was a good one, actually, because, yeah, because, I mean, two weeks, two weeks for a person that plays, you know, a couple times a week, that's a long time in golf, right. especially, like you said, if one guy's trending up and one guy's trending down, that could make a big difference. Yes. By the way, the first one where it's uh, 80 year past 20, the, the goal of the handicap system is not, that's not what you should shoot your that's what your you're, best is. Okay, uh, yeah. That's what, what if you're, you're capable of, That's right? what you're or, capable okay. of. That is not what you expect to shoot. So, and I think people misunderstand that Yes, they do. Absolutely. Like, I don't shoot this, but you can, right? Yes, you have. Okay. Um, number three, welcome to the net double bogey world. So this changes. It used to be based on your handicap you, is how much you could take on any hole. Right. Now it's net double bogey is the best you can take. So if you're... An 18 handicap, you can only take a double bogey on and, and a triple bogey on every hole because you're getting a shot every hole. Oh, okay. But if you're a five handicap, I can only if you're five, I can only take a net double bogey on five holes. On five of those holes, the rest of them I'm just taking double bogey. Okay. So I can't take a triple except on those five. That's kind of bit big in terms of the way it's going to change. Once you start out, the most handy, the biggest handicap you can be, I think, is a 36. Right. That's double bogey on every hole because mm-hmm. if you're starting out that's the most you can take right mm-hmm. i don't know that was the one question all right your index will weather the storm <clears throat> they're going to see trends and scores by day and if all the scores are a little higher on that day they're going to adjust those scores based on that i thought that was pretty cool i mean there are certain days that you know in the world of junior rankings this is a big deal i bet because you have a big event and it snows or it's right. windy and all of a sudden the scores are higher, then all of a sudden, you know, that changes your rankings and, it, you yeah. know, your score's not as big. So It also can go the other way. I mean, you know, you get summertime, the ball's popping, course is playing real short, same thing. That, they're know. not going to adjust down, though. They're not. No. Only for hot. Okay. So, right. and then this is the one that was the confusing one. And I'm not going to, I'll ask you to, read this yourself but number five is how many shots you're getting will change well obviously your handicap's going to change but now what they're doing <clears throat> your course handicap used to represent the number of strokes you got based on your handicap index in relation to the course rating okay so everything was course rating we all looked at the course rating now the course handicaps reflect the strokes you get in relation to par so whatever the par is on that course, your handicap's going to be based on whatever that is. Not sure how they do it. I mean, it, it might gonna, be easier for people to understand because people were like, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm an eight, but I shoot whatever, you know, 83." Well, the, they didn't realize the course rating was 76 or whatever. Right. right. Might but be I, easier for them to understand. We'll see. Yeah. 
right? Huh. So we'll see. So is there anything in golf that's easy to understand though? No. Here's a here's the weirdest part. It's the first of the year and we're all looking forward to this new system and how it works and everything. Yeah. The handicap system is down for six more days. Oh, I thought it was oh, I thought it was coming back online the sixth, no? Maybe it's coming up up on it's been it's been, it's been down, down for a few days. It's been down since the thirtieth and it won't be up till the sixth, right? So for eight okay. days it ain't working. Right. Can't put a score in, can't see what your handicap is. I know, and I mean it's Beautiful weather this weekend in North Texas, and you can't even know know how many strokes you're supposed to be getting this weekend, Craig. We'll figure it out. I bet we'll. I'm playing tomorrow. Now, the one thing I wish they they could figure out, and I I don't know how they would come up with you know an algorithm. Um, you know, your your handicap's based on stroke play, but so many of the you know if you play a match with your buddy, you oftentimes you're playing match play. Right. So let's say you're a twelve and I'm a zero. Well, I may. I'm going to have a really good chance to stroke play because you might make some doubles or triples. Correct. But in match play, you know, you might make 11 pars, and you're going to be really hard to beat. And it's, you know, for a guy – I mean, I keep a I keep a handicap. I'm a plus four. Yeah, I've entered every score for, like, the last three years. You know, tournament scores, scores I've shot at home. I I'm, get nine I'm, shots on you. Yeah. So, match play, you're going to – I'm going sure to yes. beat you. And I, yes. I, so it's, it's really because hard. Because thing, those nine shots, those nine holes – I'm gonna get probably a net par at a. Yeah, you're gonna make a lot of pars, a couple birdies. Yeah. But you're more prone to make a double or a triple. Where in a match play, that's only one hole versus a stroke play. I may gain three shots on you. In my group, I, I'm a I'm a five. There's a guy who's a 21. I'm giving him 16 shots, and it's impossible for me to beat him because he'll get eight pars. Yeah. And then he gets a bunch of blow-up holes. Those eight pars where he gets net birdies. <laughs> you're drawn dead. I'm not making eight birdies. Right. So it's it's tough. I, I think when when it's based on stroke play, but a lot of your your you know, your golf you're playing match play. Yeah. That's a good point. It doesn't really adjust that. So you have kept a handicap for all this time. Yeah. Why? Um, you know, I play with guys at home and they kind of know they kind of you know, so we base basically you're basing the game off your best player, and that's usually me. So that's that's kind of why. Okay, fair I try, enough. I, I try to play fair. I'm not trying to take advantage of anybody, but no. you know, that's what I am. I've entered every score I've shot in the last, well, I think, three years. Whether it's on the Corn Ferry Tour or at home. So when you were on the Corn Ferry Tour, you, you I entered every your, score. Did you really? I did. Oh, it's wow. pretty easy on the app. What was the lowest you ever were? Uh, like a plus 5.5. Wow. Wow. So when you looked in the course handicap, the, the, the slope and the rating of courses that you played at Corn Ferry, did you did you take into consideration tournament conditions at all? or, or was I just, no- I mean, I just went straight off the app. So I'd enter the course, you know, what tee we played, and then, you know, it has tournament, home, or away. Right, pull so it I'll, up. Pull it up. Well, I can't. It's not working at all? You can't even look at your scores? Uh, well, let me look. I don't even know if we can. Right nope. Now. Unable to connect. Yeah. So. Okay. Can't even do it, Craig. All right. Well, I was going to ask you. I want to hear your last 10 scores, but where's your range? You've probably seen your range. Like, when you've looked at your range of all your scores, what was your high and low probably? Uh, Kind of this year. I think my low was 64, and my high was 77-ish. So. Okay. That's kind of about right. I, you know, most people are – they say, well, I always shoot – you know, high 70s. Well, no, you probably shoot between 75 and 90. Like most pros, 
you know, your low score will be 63, 64, but your high will be 78, 79. So, yeah, most people have a 15 to 20 shot range. Right. But your handicap's reflected. The system's supposed to say, I'm reflecting your handicap based on that 63 or 64. Right, which is tough, obviously. It is tough. It is tough. <laughs> okay, that is Ed Lore. Um, he of formerly of the Corn Ferry Tour played what one year full year on the PGA Tour? Yeah, uh, two two years. Two full years on the yeah. PGA. What was your best finish? Oh, I don't. I think like 18. I 18? never did any good. How many wins do you have in Corn Ferry? Not nah, two. How many worldwide wins do you have? I won twice in Asia. So really four. I mean a bunch of mini tours. What was your but, biggest check? Uh, second place for the Dunhill in 06. Three hundred and fifty-five thousand. How much you got left? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, less triplets. than zero. You have triplets. Ain't happening. Um, what else? Okay. Coming up next, there is. It's the first tournament of the season. It's the champion. It's the Century Tournament of Champions. Mm-hmm. Surprise! The leaderboard. The 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 field has gotten a, a lot better. Used to be, it took about four or five years. It got really weak. Now it's really a lot better. I'm going to ask you why. I'm going to ask you, can you root for one guy? Because I can't. We'll, we'll do that next. 8:34 on the ticket. You got the tee box. This is Craig, and I'm with my buddy Edward Moore. It's an all lefty show. Yes, sir. Although you putt right in it now, so I don't know. Can we really say that anymore? I'm all left. And if you watch me putt right-handed, you'd still say I'm all left. <laughs> that would just <laughs> solidify the point. It was so bad. I probably used the same putter for 15 years, and I couldn't get anything right. And I finally broke down and bought a Scotty Cameron. Jonathan Wall was on the air with us, and he talked about mm-hmm. how, but yeah, butters are better. So I go out to Cowboys. And that first hole is par five, and I, I hit my third shot right next to the hole, so it was a gimme. I picked it up. <laughs> so I birdied the first hole. Hole two through eight, I three-putted. I was on the green in regulation, and I three-putted. Hole nine, I holed out for an eagle. Hole ten, I four-putted. Oh, man. That's just no fun. And the Scotty Cameron flew. <laughs> I was so frightened. I was just like, I looked at my friends. I said, you guys, I don't throw clubs. You know that. I Just how frustrated can I be? So I've gotten a little better since, but my handicap's a five for a reason, and it's on the greens. All right. This segment, brought, by the way, brought to you by Arcus Golf. By the way, you just mentioned Cowboys, part of Arcus Golf. And uh, they've got their, uh, I don't know. I didn't prepare for Arcus Golf. I'll just tell them. Marcus Goff is great, and we'll, we'll make good for you next week because I don't have any notes on what to say. Good job, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> Screw him. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. I'll get you next week. Um, all right, so we've got this leaderboard. And before we get into who's winning and what's going on, I think you were on a few weeks ago with Rick. I wasn't here to hear it. But Patrick Reed, I'm watching him yesterday on, on TV, and I, I'm i going to ask you first, pro as a professional athlete, 
when you saw as a professional golfer, when you saw what he did, what did you think? Um, I thought he, I thought he blatantly cheated. And how do you feel about him now? I mean, when you're watching him on TV, do you, does it just still stick in your side, or? Well, I don't, I don't know if it was because of what time of year it was, or maybe it wasn't an official event. But I don't feel like there was a whole lot of recourse for what he did. Um, it's like it was just kind of swept under the rug. I mean, like he so, he blatantly cheated on television. So in in so you, being on the PGA Tour, you know how those guys work and everything else. If it were you. And they and that was an that was the John Deere, and they showed Ed Lord doing that at the John Deere. What would your what ramifications would you have expected? Well, I would you have had a talking to? Yes, for sure. And he may have. I mean, obviously, you're not. No one's going to know about that. Probably. I mean, it may may get leaked at some point, but I I don't know. I just don't know if you can really suspend a guy. They suspended. Um, they suspended. Um, VJ Singh for a year. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, yeah, I, I just don't know. Maybe because it wasn't an official event, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I mean, obviously Patrick Reed's, you know, kind of name is mud anyway to start with. Um, you know, this probably just made it a little bit worse. But you're talking about a pretty questionable character to begin with. Yeah, I mean, based <laughs> on what he did in college and everything else. Yeah. All right, so. You're paired with Patrick Reed this week. Yeah. Were you, are you looking at him any differently? Are you watching him closer? I don't think so. Are you I mean, talking to him? I mean, I I just, I, you know, cheating? Really? Can you just well, say, hey, Pat, how are you? It's good to see you again. I mean. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that's kind of haunts you. It'll, it'll stay with him forever. It's kind of like VJ or, you know, a lot of Gary Player, a lot of that stuff. Um I don't think you really concern yourself with that when you're playing with him because you know you're obviously worried about yourself. You're not you're not making sure he's not doing anything. I mean, you know the good thing about golf for the elite players now is everything's on television. So if something does happen, it's not really like you have to catch them. Um, you know, you probably have your pleasantries. Hey, how you doing? You know, good luck. But other than that, I mean, there's not a whole lot of so probably conversation. But they're just like. <clears throat> the rest of the world the pga tour is a snapshot of the rest of the world right there's guys you like and there's guys you don't like that's everybody right 100 percent. you get a guy who you really really don't like can you even exchange pleasantries i mean i mean i i'm sorry a blatant cheating like that after what we're doing for a living and i just i have i'd have trouble with it well yeah i mean i don't i mean you're still gonna probably shake his hand on the first tee and on the 18th green but other than that probably not a whole lot of interaction all right so i said we had predictions if you see our january issue we came out with we all had some predictions i think you even had some we've asked you for your predictions. yeah i sent some to eli i don't know so my prediction about patrick reed was he was going to do really really well beginning of the year and the fan bashing was eventually going to get to him and he was going to do something really stupid to get him suspended hmm. go after a fan go after something <laughs> or a fan go after him or, or something, <laughs> but I uh, but I I thought for sure he it, that he may even feed on this and do well. I was gonna say it may galvanize a guy like that. I mean he's always kind of fed on that. He's always he's got a huge chip on his shoulder. Obviously, I mean the guys. I think he had a a pretty rough upbringing, which you know may kind of lead into some of this. But I, you know 
it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the guy's a world class player. He's won the, he's you know he won at Augusta. He's won a bunch of times on tour. So you know he Monday qualified. Yeah, twelve. I played times with him uh, in the Nelson that year that he did it. And did I think you really? That was in uh, twenty twelve when he Monday qualified all those right. times. Yeah. So what was he like when he played when you played with him then? I thought he was not. I mean, I I enjoyed him. That's when his wife was caddying. Yeah, for him, right? Justine was caddying for him. I I thought they were nice. You should take no play problem. With, you played with him two rounds then. Yeah. Now do you have a problem with him? I mean, if they if John Drago says, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Ed an a, a invite to the Nelson. Yeah. And you get paired with him. Would I have a problem with him? No. I mean, he's just another golfer. He's just a okay. dude. Okay. All right. I mean, well. am I gonna invite him out for dinner? No. It's <laughs> <clears throat> just another dude you're playing golf with. Okay. And he happens to be really good. Yeah. Did you could you tell he was that good when you played with him back then? I mean he was awfully young. Uh, uh if you can money qualify twelve times in a year, you're incredible. I yeah. Just, I mean I've you know, I've played hundreds of those, so yeah. I have an appreciation for a guy that can do that and pretty much got his card by doing that. I mean it's it's incredible. Yeah. It so, was yeah. pretty incredible. Anybody that plays on the PJ tour is great. I just you know, you're the best but you can fifty in the world. But you can tell. I mean, isn't it when you say see somebody hit a golf ball, you go, "Wow, that guy's going to be good." Like he used to say that about Tiger back in the day. Sure, it, sound, it sounded sounds up. different. Yeah, I mean, was he? I mean, because he, you could, like you said, I mean, he's a Ryder Cup member, he's a Presidents Cup member, he's top ten in the world, a yeah. major winner. Yeah. Could you tell then that he that that was coming? Well, I don't. Who knows in this game? I mean, sure. you know, I can. Tell you twenty guys that I thought were gonna be great that never played on tour, and you know twenty guys that have played on tour for twenty years. You're like, man, how does he do it? So I don't, who knows? But obviously, to do what he's done has been pretty awesome, and the way he did it. Okay, so I'm gonna go through <clears throat> leaderboard here. Xander Shoffley's le- leading it. He won last year. Here. Was he? Le- I didn't. I didn't. I watched a little bit last night, but I didn't. So he's, he's up by one, and. Let me tell you, he was 2011. He was the same year as my son. He wasn't one of the top guys yeah. in that year. Played San Diego State. I mean, you know, decent program, but nothing. Did he play for Mickelson? No, he, he, Tim was at uh, University of San Diego. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Patrick Reed and, and Joaquin Neiman, another young stick who's really good. They're tied yeah. for second. Ricky Fowler's in fourth. He shot seven under yesterday. Um, or he shot two under yesterday, seven under. Patrick Cantley. Another. Uh, Did you hear the Cantley audio? Yes, that was very funny. So if you didn't hear it, <laughs> he said he's just they they're mic'd up, and he's on the 16th hole, and I think he said, "Hey, another two holes, and it's my tie time." <laughs> You didn't happen to catch what he said before that, did you? No, what did he say? Uh, we can't really say that on air, Craig. Well, kind of cryptically say it. Uh, I couldn't something understand. about these two, you know, blankety-blanks need to hurry up, which is ironic coming from Canley, who's one of the probably Slowest five guys. slowest players on tour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did. It, it was it, You had to listen to that one really hard. I couldn't tell. So but, there, it got a lot of Twitter action, as you can imagine. and you know, Against him or for him? No, for him, but obviously they're just, you know, for him, but the realization that this is why you're never really going to see players mic'd up like they want because of, you know, we're just dudes, and dudes just happen to say some Things bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't I couldn't detect Oh, uh, it was before. pretty good. Yeah. He was slow as a junior, too. Justin Thomas, um, my pick for 
killing it this year. I think he's going to have just a tremendous year. He's tied for fifth with Cantley. JT Poston, did you ever play with JT? Never did. I think he's a good little player, too. Um, uh, I Look, you win on tour, like you said. <laughs> You're great. You know, there's, there's, these, are, these guys there's are all There's not a good. bad player in the field, Craig. They, they won a tournament last year on the PGA Tour. That's correct. That's correct. Graham McDowell's up there. Matt Kuchar's up there. John Rom. I mean, it's a great field. Yeah. So i got to ask you, so as a guy where you are, like, on the tour, did you ever focus on your world rankings? Did it matter? No, I mean I was never that was never that high. I mean, the highest I got, I think I got to actually I think after the finished second, the Dunhill, I think I got to like one twenty. So never got inside, you know, where it was, where I was thinking about getting high enough to get into all the big events, right? Off my world ranking, so so one twenty in the world's pretty good. That's pretty awesome, but it doesn't get you any majors. No, it gets you. Hey, you're a nice golfer. Yeah. Good luck next week. That's what it gets you. Uh, Dustin Johnson, you know, kind of hasn't played real well in the last couple six yeah. months. You know, you know, I think this tournament's kind of some guys have probably taken you know six or eight weeks off. You know, it's it's time with to the, get the rust off. Yeah, you know, they're probably just they probably didn't pick up a club till three days ago, which I don't blame them. I mean, they play you know a ton of late season golf. You know, a lot of them. You know, they just needed a break. Uh, Ryan Palmer, you ever play golf with Ryan? Oh, played a ton of golf with old Butch. Played a ton of, you know, kind of high school, junior golf, college golf. Oh, is he your age? He's a year older than I am. Okay. Yeah. He's had a good year. I mean, he he won the uh, he won the yeah. right event, right? Yeah, he won, he did. The, he won the team event, yeah. and uh, so he's in everything. I know. I noticed a couple. So I'm in this one pool where. You have to pick a player for every event. You only pick them once? I only pick them once, okay. and you have to do it before the year starts. Oh, okay. So it's harder than you think. Yeah, I bet and, it is. And, it, and the thing that you got to be careful with is making sure that um, uh, they play. I'll say that's really hard because you got to figure out which tournament so guys play. And You yeah. can look at last year and see how they did last year. Well, I, I have this theory that if they finished their final round, they were the lowest round of the fourth day, they're probably thinking I can probably beat this place next year. Okay. So that's like one of my little things I look and see. Ryan Palmer did it like three or four times last year. Did he really? Yeah. So, you know, something about awesome him. Awesome for him. He's a great, great, I mean, he's a he's had a great career. Okay, my new favorite golfer. Who's that? Max Homa. Max Homa. <laughs> Max Homa. He's, he's a great, he's a great dude. He's, He's really – he's actually pretty quiet in person. Uh, really? Obviously, a phenomenal follow on Twitter. Um, you know, he's he's real life. He's like, you know, he was a stud coming out, kind of got there, then he fell on his face. You know, really the confluence of events for him to get back to the tour. You know, he birdied his last – I think he birdied his last four or five on Friday of the last event uh, – on the Corn Ferry Tour two years ago in Portland to make the cut, <clears throat> which kept him inside the top 75, and then he finished, you know, in the top 25 in the finals to get back to the tour. I mean, yeah, it was a – I mean, kudos to him. And then he and wins. Then, yeah, and then wins he wins. Wins a big one. He wins yeah. at Wells Fargo, uh, right? You know, and he'd had his card, what, two years before, and he'd made, like, two cuts. So, I mean, yeah. he's 
He's awesome, man. He's a great dude. Yeah, he is fun, to, fun oh, yeah. to follow on Twitter. He may be the one reason why I even check my Twitter every morning. Yeah, his his little swing deal has gotten pretty – it's pretty good. And he's very clever. Yes, Absolutely. he is. So, yes, fun stuff. And uh, that's about it in the fun part of, uh, you know, the 34 guys who won on tour. Next week they'll stay in Hawaii and it'll be a full field event. Um, Pretty good spot to start your year. You know, you, you make fifty grand, right? Last place gets fifty grand. Is that what it is? At least. So, I, I'm saying this is pretty fun. I don't know why people didn't go before. I don't know. I mean, you know, a week in Maui, and there's really no pressure. I mean, I know the golf course is kind of a pain to walk, but you know, there's no pressure. You just kind of get to you're work either, on your game. You're either staying at the Ritz or the Four Seasons. That's yeah, not terrible, is it? And the fifty grand, you know, you're getting is probably covering it, <laughs> the trip and then some. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. So I would say, I guess some of these guys just have won so many tournaments it doesn't even matter to them. But well, um, you've got, I mean, it's nice to see. I mean, even the young kids, Morikoro is there, uh, Morikawa is there, um, Wolf, Matthew Wolf. I mean, they're both on the crusted greatness, greatness, right? So, mm-hmm. you know. But when you get guys like Reed and Fowler and Thomas and, you know, Johnson, it makes for. Yeah, that's a good product. It's good. You know, it's great. Primetime viewing. Primetime viewing. So there you have it. It's a tee box. We are out at Classic BMW. They got some great deals out here. Um, they've got uh, their, their loaners. They can get with no haggle pricing. It's as low as you can possibly find them. They've got uh, 19 still around. You can, I've uh, I've declared this, and Eric Moss will hate me or love me for it. But <laughs> you can get a seven series or a X5 and get it up to 10 grand off on a 2019. I'm gonna say it. That's pretty awesome if if it's true. If it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, coming up next. All right, so I ran two junior events this last month, and we had rules issues. Awesome. And one of them struck me like, huh, this is, I wonder how this goes on tour. We'll bring it up to you next. So every year, every month when we're at Classic BMW, I look at the colors of the BMWs and I say, no other dealers, no other car manufacturer does this. Kind of got an Oklahoma State orangish red. Yeah. Next to us, you got a green, you got blues, you got. If you want to make a statement, you can do it here. Buy, um, buy a BMW sure. here, and yes, you don't need to just have white, silver, and. And black. I like now that you can kind of charcoal gray. Is pretty, pretty that charcoal gray. Did you see the matte? The one with the matte finish over there. Yeah, it's pretty fun too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, I have a little bit of character, which I like. Absolutely. At nine ten, um, I'll tell you about my sugar bowl trip. Can't which, wait. Uh, something crazy happened to me, which. Um, didn't think I'd live through, but it was better than I thought. So, This segment brought to you by the City of Arlington, their golf courses. I actually love the Texas Rangers Golf Club. Have you played it yet? I have not. I've, I've seen it. It really? looks great. No. I mean, it's that's quite a trek from Rockwall, but it looks great. Got a Corn Ferry Tour event yeah, out there. they do. And uh, I'm going to say that it is one of my favorite golf courses. 
but it's got the biggest fairways of any daily fee course in town. Okay, so let's see. That means it'll be a that'll be a twenty two under par winning score. I'm gonna say yeah, and I'm <laughs> and it doesn't take it. I'm gonna and I'm gonna say it doesn't take anything away from the golf sure. course. It's just you guys are good. There's no penalty. And it's if there's no penalty the off the tee, you guys are really good. That's correct. And there really isn't. Yeah. I mean, there really, really is. It, it looks really nice in the pictures I've seen. But. It's fun. Yeah. It really is fun. I, I've probably played that course more than any other course in town last year. Oh, cool. I just, just liked it that much. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. <clears throat> so last couple months, last month or so, I ran a couple of events. Before I tell you our rules issue, was there ever a rule that would always get the pros? Was there a rule that's like, yeah, I don't know, or when the rules changed, was there well, anything I, that... I think that kind of before it became a standard um, every week was you always had to look how they were playing stones in the bunkers that week. Now now they're played where you can move them but it used to be it was it had to be a declared local rule whether or not you can move them so you kind of that oh, was really that's what you had to kind of pay attention to okay so you would get <clears throat> so when you you'd show up on a monday they would give you a local rule sheet well right? usually not till thursday not till thursday really I mean, you could ask a rules official early in the week maybe if you saw him while you're out during your practice round or practicing if there was something that came up but you generally you didn't really pay attention to that. So, Thursday. of local rules, what would it be on there normally that you would say you'd take notice to? Um, you know, something like that, or or maybe if there was, you know, like flower beds in play, or something. How how are you going to play something that's not really part of the golf course? Okay, okay. So this one <clears throat> came up twice. Came up in Vegas and came up in uh, Phoenix. You're 10 feet off the green. Okay. And you decide you're going to putt. Um, and between and between you and the pin is a sprinkler head. Okay, so that's a recent change, correct? No. If you're you're allowed relief if you're going to putt, correct? I thought so. I see I thought you were too. So it, it's a it's a contentious issue because I, I, I just don't know. So I called John Drago, who is the my guru, right? Of, okay. And he said it is a local rule. Okay. It is in the rule book, but it has to be declared a local uh, rule. See, there you go. That's kind of like the old stones and bunkers. So he said it it depends on what you declare, and but it has to be local. So he said the LPGA has adopted that rule in the entire LPGA rule book. Okay. So that's a rule for the LPGA. He said in the on the PGA Tour, it's on a event-by-event event basis. He said the first year at Trinity Forest, they didn't have it. Hmm. But that golf course is supposed oh. to be played on the ground. Yeah, that's – of all places, and they so should have it. Last year, they 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 incorporated that, that rule into that you could move it. Right. But it's got to be within 20 feet or two club lengths of the green. It can't, you can't be 40 yards off the green and say there's a sprinkler head in front of me, which you wouldn't want to do anyway. But that one that one got me, and um, we didn't have it as a rule on the junior tour, but we're going to have to – we have to go one way or the other. Yeah, and I, I mean, honestly, it's I think it should be a rule because – 
as tight as the grasses have gotten around the greens, you know, in the last 10 or 15 years, I mean, I putt. Yeah. The majority of people putt. And I, that's obviously a big hazard in the way. So I think it should be a rule, absolutely. Yes, that and um, the other one is um, animal holes. Okay. So you're next to a gopher The burrowing hole. animal the hole? burrowing animal <laughs> hole. It's been around for a while. Local rule. Is it really? Yes. Man. So just like ant, you know, the fire ants, yeah. the local rule. It's We all think we get full relief off of fire ants. That has to be declared a local rule? Local I thought role. that was a, like a dangerous situation or something. I think I, I think an alligator would be a dangerous situation. I'm not sure fire ants. I mean, a, I don't know. More people are allergic to fire ants than alligators. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably so. I didn't know that was a local rule. I just thought that was a rule. So <clears throat> the probably the toughest rule, non-rule for players and – um, happened to me last week. It's killer. It's when your when your ball lands in a giant divot right in the middle of the fairway. Yeah, that's just unfortunate. But you guys, they scatter the tee boxes every day, so you're not hitting at the same spot. Isn't that true for the most yeah, I mean, part? They might move them a couple of yards, but they're not moving them that big of a difference. So for you guys hitting it as consistent as you do, I'm surprised you don't hit into divots more. I would say a couple of times a year. Really? Really? I, I don't. I mean, and the the only thing that makes it tough now is a lot of them filling with sand. If, if it's just grass, if it's just kind of dirt, it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, the ball, you know, you move the ball back and it kind of comes out a little lower, but unless it's, unless you're playing behind, you know, uh, Somebody that just made a honking big old divot, which most tour players don't. Um, it's not that big of a deal. The only problem is if they filled them with sand, and it's kind of now it's like a bunker shot. Yeah, and it's yeah, but it's I don't know. I don't. Know. All right, so all right, you're in a divot. How do you play it? You just said that, but I want to repeat it because I was in one last week and didn't hit it as well as you no, just told well, me. Well, I mean, I you know generally you just kind of play the ball back, and you just kind of play more of a punch shot where you're just trying to make sure you hit the ball first. You know, but then you are going to create a big hole. <laughs> yeah. After out of a divot, but yeah, you just kind of play like a hard pan. You know, just make sure you get the, the the little ball first. Okay, in all the years that you've played professionally, how many times did you see somebody cheat, knowingly or unknowingly, um, or break a rule? Let's say. Well, I mean, I think you see. I think I've seen a. Uh, you know, a bunch of questionable drops, you know, maybe, you know, worded across the hazard. Uh-huh. But I, I didn't really ever see anybody, like, blatantly, you know, do what Patrick Reed did. But How about move their ball on the green, a mark that would be a questionable mark? Um, You know, maybe a little bit too far in front of the mark, but not, not nothing nothing too crazy yeah. not, that I can recall. Was there ever, when you were in the locker room, was there ever talk about, Man, I just can't believe this guy did that or did this or broke this rule. Yeah, but most of the time, like I said, most of the time it's about like where a ball crossed or if it crossed, you know, because sometimes that can be, you know, 250 yards difference whether or not it crossed the hazard and went back in, something like that. Okay. So, John Drago, who has to correct me, said, You are correct. Animal holes and fire ants are not local rules. So when I was in Phoenix, the pro there told me that it was a local rule. Yeah, I just trusted him. Craig, you're the one that's running the tournament. You need to know this, sir. 
He told me it was a local rule. Can't trust a club pro, can you? No. <laughs> Are you a member of the PGA? Oh. Well, I'm a I'm a uh no, I love club pros, but um I'm an A3 member. What's that mean? So that's like a touring pro. Okay. So yeah, I've paid my dues for I don't know, 15 years. Have you really? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. No, they're great. I love I love club pros, but I thought that was a rule every week. All right. Well, thank you, John. Good job, John. Way to way, way to, to tune me in. again. Damn him. He probably has to do that a lot. He invited me to a rule seminar. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to go. Is that one like where you did the test and everything? I don't know. Okay. He just said, I want you to go. I didn't save it. I said, if there's a spot open, it's down in Houston. I want you to go. So I'm not a rules nerd. Um, you and run I'm, a junior tour. You I, should But I don't run go. it day to day. I only run it when they say, geez, it's a holiday and everybody oh. wants to spend time with their family. Can you, you run Thanksgiving? I'm like, okay, can you run Christmas? Well, yeah, the, the lone Jew can go do that, sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean. Mark that. Hey, <laughs> man. Yeah. That's so I don't run them day to day. We have somebody. Okay. Travis does that for me. I got but, you. Okay. That's why. That's why whenever, like, if I call, I randomly called John uh, two days ago about a random thing, yeah. and he didn't answer it, and I just sent him a text, call me, you can. He said, just tell him to take a drop and play two balls. Why can't I call and say hi? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and, of course, he has to tell me rule, both part of, but whatever rule it is, both part, rule yeah. of 16-3-4-1-8, yes. yes. but, yes. Um all right. Well, no other rules that ever got you sideways. I, I think that you know most of the time what you're dealing with, you know, is is pretty basic. Uh, you know, hazard, unplayable, out of bounds, cart path. You know, sprinkler head. Uh, you know, okay, that's kind of what the guys are. That's kind of why you have I don't know what is there four to six rules officials out there every week. Yep. Always I mean, ask for them. I thought I thought guys got too, you know. Uh, couldn't take a drop without some of these guys and you're like no man come on it's just relief from a cart path it's not that hard um you know but it was your responsibility look at local rule sheet and figure out if there was something that was kind of funky that week maybe there was a maybe they had sand pass for their cart pass and you know you were you had to play it you know through the green you you didn't get relief so it's it wasn't really i don't i don't think there was too many circumstances where it got all right you're playing in the zoho and you're paired with patrick reed and you're right in the middle of fairway, and you're right next to him in the bunker, and you see him take his two practice swings. What do you do? Well, I don't know if you call a rules official or you say, "What the hell did you just do?" One of the—I mean, you do one of those two. Like, right. I, mean, I, I mean, you're certainly calling a rules official to say, "Hey, this is what this is what just happened," you know. And the the tricky part, I guess, in that circumstance is it's kind of he said, she said, but obviously it was on television, so right. everybody saw it. Um, but yeah, you're gonna, you're not gonna, you're obviously protecting the integrity of the game. You're protecting the field, so you're not just gonna let it go. You're gonna right. say something. And I don't, is that gonna get conf- confrontational normally, whether it's Patrick Reed or anybody? Probably depends on who the guy is. Yeah, but it could. But I mean, it's <laughs> you're just protecting the game. Okay, fair enough. All right, that's rules talk. We won't do. Um, we won't do that again until John Dre goes with us. <laughs> okay, so, then you can pepper him. 
Well, well they man. come up every two years, right? So there's no new rules this year. They were last year was no, it's three. I don't know. I don't think there's any new rules this well, year. Let's hope not. I'll get a text. <laughs> All right, coming up next, I went to the Sugar Bowl, and something crazy happened to me. I'll tell you what next. Okay. T-Box out at Classic BMW, where you can find some great end-of-the-year deals, even though it's the beginning of the year. How fun is that? they still got some 19s on the lot. You can get some great, great deals. And uh, you should come. Get this great. If you're an Oklahoma State fan, you should get this car right here. It's a little bit more burnt orange than... Ours is a little bit more road construction, but still a nice looking ride. Yeah, you can you can make it work. Could you make it work if you're a Texas fan? Yeah, I think it's more burn orange. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, come out here and make a decision. See if it fits for you. If you're a if you're a Longhorn or you're a Hokey, not a Hokey. What is Oklahoma State? Pokes. Poke. Pokey. Okey. <laughs> Get off the air. <laughs> All right, so that's a random thought. So what happens right now? Right now at 9.15, Jerry Jones announces that Jason Garrett's been fired. We are off the air. You think they take us off? You think Catlin calls and says, sorry, guys. um, We got someone else coming in. I got Bob Stern coming in. He's going to take us from now. I mean, maybe only if it was Sturm. I mean, you know, we could talk about Garrett. I don't Maybe. You they would have many guests. To to join What's that? You. you would have many guests join yeah. you very quickly. What are they going to say? Well, we it's would, about damn so, time, huh? So me and Ed would, would do the round table? Who else uh, would host hire around here to go eight pro- eight? For the time being, I've got like a whole list of what I'm supposed to do if it goes down. Oh, wow. Oh, is that right? Oh, He's yeah. prepared. Oh, yeah. Cat sent out is, the, is, is number one on the list is get us off the air? No, number one is call Cat. Don't text. Don't do anything. Call. Call. Interesting. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's hope that happens because I'd like to see the chaos. <laughs> you want all the chaos. Hey, this segment energy. is brought to you by the original Bob's on Lemon, where um, still, the best, still the best steakhouse. And uh, Rusted Rail out in Crandall. Played out there before? Oh, is that that's the old um, Creekview. Creekview, yeah. Yeah, but it's been uh, it's been uh, new owners. Yeah, I heard they put some re- money into put it. Put some money into it. Rechange the name. Putting up a wedding venue. Ah. You can get married at the Rusted Rail for five grand. There you go. They're trying to generate that revenue. So, but you don't want to do that. You really want to play the golf course. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it was a pretty good layout. So, all that in. A bag of chips. Hey, so have you been to a major bowl game following uh, Oklahoma State? Um, been one? I've been to the uh, a couple of years they played in the Cotton Bowl. That was pretty much. But not like going to New Orleans. Uh, I've never Rose traveled. Bowl, never well, traveled. I mean, I went to the Alamo Bowl, but nothing. Not not like one Oklahoma of the State always seems to get like the uh, bowl games that are close here regionally. So like Houston, yeah. San Antonio, That's stuff right. like that. But not but not not into like the you know the big ones. Big five or whatever. So my wife kind of had a newfound love for the game of football or college football. We went to a, she went to her first ever real football game this year when the it was on the it was on the open when uh, we went and saw Georgia play Arkansas State. So decided to go to Atlanta for the weekend and go go see a game. I mean, Any I hot college bitches? football is the best best what, thing ever. What's that? Any hot bitches? <laughs> Of course, Danny. It's Georgia. Um, 
and she was, we had a good time. It was fun. We went to Athens, had a great time. Saw, you know, we tailgated for her first college time ever, and it was fun. So I had no plans for New Year's. We knew we were, we missed all the other holidays working and stuff. And so when Georgia gets announced going to the Sugar Bowl, all right, let's go. You want to go? She goes, yeah. I've been to New Orleans in 30 years. I said, okay, let's go. So we decide early on the 31st we're we're going out to the Sugar Bowl, and we we uh, meet two of our friends from Dallas who are going, um, and we meet my roommate, his wife out there. So we're gonna have a good old time. Stay at the hotel that the team's staying at. Man, you're doing it up, big right? Time. Yeah, right. I'm gonna just do it the right way. So we get there early, and we get to see the parade, and. The world of New Orleans has changed. <clears throat> All you need to do to get beads now is put your hand up and somebody will throw them to you. Okay. So, a little different. Me now. Too has gotten to New Orleans also. <laughs> which is fine. So, we're getting beads. But my wife is really, really interested in getting one of the beads that has a big old UGA right in the middle of it. Okay. So, as they're going through the parade, she's doing everything she can to try to. Um, get some beads. Get some beads, and as she's jumping up and down, she hits a curb, and boom, she's straight down, oh. flat down. Oh. oh my god! And I'm trying to get her to the beads too. I don't even see it, but she's some guy picks her picks her up and brings her over to me and says, "Your wife just crashed." Was this at, before or after a couple of the uh, Long Island the at Long this Island moment, iced teas? At this moment, we're stone cold sober. Okay, all right. At this moment, it does change. Well, you're in New Orleans. Yes. And I might have had one Mai Tai with Patrick Cantley. (laughs) (laughs) So we're walking around. She's limping a little bit. We meet our other friends, and and we decide we're going to go back to the hotel, get ready for our New Year's Eve party. And as I take, I give her to my two friends, and I say, Walk her to the hotel. I'm going to go up to Walgreens, get her some Advil. Okay. So I walk in the, I walk into CVS, and I like, and I while I'm there, I want to get some gum. They don't have my gum. Give it a long, drawn-out story, by the way, because it's January and there's no ads, so we got to be a little longer, all right, detailed than normal. So I go, so I go, I CVS doesn't have my gum, so there's a Walgreens right across the way. So I decide. I'm going to go get gum at Walgreens while I'm out here. My wife's taken care of. So as I'm walking, you know, they've got the little signs of, you know, walk or don't walk. Sign goes to walk. I start walking. Guy's coming around the corner. Makes a sharp right turn. Boom. Boom. Hits me. Dang it. And I go flying on the hood. Not as bad... The good news was I, I saw it coming. On the hood? So I kind of braced myself, and it didn't hurt nearly as much as I expected it to, but it did hurt. It got me right in the hip, and I I look I looked like a stuntman. I rolled right off the hood, right down onto the <laughs> like ground. Duke's a hazard over here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it looked just like that. And I screamed, oh, crap. I'm sure you had some other words, but yeah. And... I, I'm down on the ground and I'm 
I'm like my hip flipping hurts. But I figure, all right, just get up, just get up, just get up. And I'm looking right next to me, and there's a little, about a five-year-old girl. Sees me get hit by the car, roll off, and just starts bawling. I look at myself, I better stay down for a minute. <laughs> if I made her cry, maybe. Well, I, I think I'm fine. I've got a couple. You haven't gotten checked out? No, no. He's, I, a, he's a dude. I kind of pop. I wanted to pop right up. I said, no, and I, my hip started to freaking kill. So now and, you needed the Advil. And I got a big old bruise on my butt and, um, and a scrape down the side of my leg. And a, and a scrape on my face. And I'm not sure how that happened. I must have scratched myself. as I don't know how that happened. So I get up. And the guy whose daughter is crying decided to rip into the driver. And I thought... I mean, I'm not in position to be confrontational at all. My freaking hip hurts. You thought somebody else was going to have a confrontation for you. <laughs> and he starts just going after the guy. And he come, and the guy who hit me came out and said, man, I'm really so sorry. I was trying to get there before the light changed. I didn't see you. I said, don't worry about it. I'm fine, I think. So, uh, so yeah, so I went to the Sugar Bowl and got hit by a car. Oh, man. Oh, that sucks. So, at, at any time, no one changed any insurance or. So I texted my wife as I'm laying on the ground. I'm popping up. I said, "I'm gonna be a little late. I'm gonna take a little longer, but don't worry. I'm okay." That's not a good thing to say. No. Craig. Well, I didn't want to say I got hit by a car. Hit by a car and I'm laying in the street. But I'm fine. So I kind of wrote her that text. And uh, thankfully, she never looked at her phone. So I kind of up to the, I got up to the hotel room, and she goes, "Where you been? What the hell happened to you? Oh, you know, Let me tell you this scrape story. on my face. What happened? Did you get hit by a car or something? <laughs> Speak of the devil. So she's walking half wounded. I'm walking wounded. The guy that we're with, it's his birthday on January one. Oh, it's my wife's birthday, actually. Is it really? Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. That's not Jen. Ginger's just my sister. My Jen's wife's Melanie. Melanie. Yep. Happy birthday, Melanie. So it's his birthday, and he decides he's going to throw it down. Okay. So midway through January 1st, as he's having a really good time, he blows out his knee. His surgically. Did anybody oh make gosh. it to the game? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the trip of the walking wounded. We're all limping around each it's, other. and Sounds like a hell of a good trip. <laughs> Yeah, one of us, not the Rosengarten family, but one of us had pain pills, real pain pills. Okay. Oh. So it got us through till yesterday. Go. Man. But yeah, I actually got hit by a car. And I can't say anything, right? I can't call my parents and say, man, I got hit by a car. Like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry. So I couldn't even tell the story until now. So. Man, that is brutal. Well, I think the first thing that would come to your head is... You're in a car getting hit by a car, not you right. got I, hit I was walking by across, a car walking across the street. and not jaywalking. And the funny part of it was I jaywalked all week. 
and you were stone cold sober in New Orleans, which yes. that doesn't happen very yes, often. But that changed right after that. Well, you're in New Orleans, you're better. I mean, that was the one thing that happened. There was we're walking down. It's 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 New Year's. Um, it's around five six o'clock. Just gets dark, and we're walking around, and this woman comes and grabs the uh, the woman of the other couple we're with, and says, "Come here." And she goes, "What?" And she takes these three shots of something and pours her down her throat. And she goes, "Yeah!" And he says, "And she says, you're next." I'm thinking, "All right, all right." Party's about to get started. So she takes the three shots and she puts the back of them in her mouth and she throws them down mine. And it was almost—it tasted to me like all alcohol. And she goes, "Yeah!" And she looks at me, and goes, "That's forty-eight bucks for the two shots." <laughs> I went, seriously? That's amazing. Uh, what am I going to do then? Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. I didn't want them. Well, it's too late. Uh, so, uh, what's, so what's, what was the uh, best restaurant you ate at down there? Dini's. Dini's. What? So the last day, we were waiting for our flight. and my, I said, what do you want for lunch? And she goes, you know what? We've shot our diet bad. She goes, let's go somewhere with some really good fried seafood. All right. So we never, ever do that, and I bet it's better than we can get in Dallas. Yeah. And I said, all right. So we asked the guys at the hotel, what's the best seafood, fried seafood, the Dini's. It was really cool. They, they When you sit down, they, they bring you a plate full of boiled red um, Cajun potatoes that are piping Ooh. hot. It was actually kind of cool. It's different, right? Yeah. How much did that cost him anyway? And it was kind of a nice little land yap, right? What would you go for, like a? Po' boy, fried po' boy, or something. Nope, they had a mound of fried stuff. Oh, just a fried seafood. Platter. That was sixty-nine bucks, and I looked at her. I said, "There's no way wow. we can eat that." But they had a half of a mound of fried there stuff. There you go. I said that we could do. Nice. So that catfish was the best catfish I've ever had. A catfish and crab and crawfish balls. Yeah. Okay. They were good, and oysters and shrimp, and oh my. Send it. Oh, my. So, yeah, it was fun. By the way, you should go. If Oklahoma State ever gets to the Sugar Bowl, you should go. Uh, it's got some of the best food in the world. I mean, the whole place needs mm-hmm. a power wash, but, uh, you know, if you just yes, know what you're getting my into. My wife said it was looked like a very dirty CD New York City. That's a, Yeah, it, it stinks. It's and, very dirty. Yeah. It's got some of the best food in the world. And at 3 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning, it's still going. Yeah. It's still going. We got a text at 2.30 from my roommate saying, we're in the casino, come see us. I said, dude, it's 2.30. And he wrote back, yeah, but it's New Orleans. Yeah, right. What are you supposed to do? That's what you're supposed to do, right? And I had bad, I'll tell the story real quick, I had bad thoughts about that casino because I'm going to show you, tell you the derelict side of me. So my best friend in Dallas is a diehard Syracuse fan. So back when Carmelo Anthony was playing for Syracuse, they make it to the finals. And so we go to New Orleans for the Final Four. So um, Saturday night is the it, Saturday is the two final games, Final Four. And we went to them. And then we went to the casino. And we went on a heater, a 48-hour heater. And we were so heating so bad, we missed the first half of the finals game. <laughs> Well, you can never get up from a heater, right? That's didn't. like the first rule of gambling. And we couldn't. It's like I finally looked at him and said, "Dude, we got to go to the game." 
<laughs> and I remember going up the same stairs as I did back when I did that, and they just said, good thing you came because in about five minutes, once the halftime was over, we don't let anybody else in. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, that's my – that's my. Never uh, get up from a heater. Never, and I didn't. Neither did he. All right, that is uh, New Orleans Talk. That segment's brought to you by the greatness of Union Bear around the corner. Love Union what Bear. What a great – place to have brunch or to watch a game and there's games today and uh oh yeah playoff there's some playoff games today right. so you should go union bear what time do the cowboys play oh yeah, never mind. <laughs> hey by the way the guy who uh the managing partner union bear yeah he also uh manages and owns uh taverna rosa ah he and i are pretty evenly matched in golf i think i got him and i told him i would play him for Cauliflower pizzas for life. Nice. Send some over to me. And he, but he, he, he didn't want to go for it. He ain't, he's going for it, but he he hasn't stepped up yet. Okay. So, yes, I'll, he could play. He's a five handicap too. I bet he'd take nine shots and, and give you that shot too. He probably would. <laughs> oh, if we played stroke play, sir. <laughs> all right. Coming up next, we're going to talk what's all about Ed because Ed has a new life, and we'll hear about it next. 1310 the ticket. T Box here. Classic BMW with the great Edward Lore. Welcome back, Kern, as we wait for Craig to come back from the uh, coffee refiller. <clears throat> oh, Craig is, uh, he's walking back right now. Welcome back, Craig. You have a great, have a great show here. We're back from break. Oh, we were about to roll screenless, but they vetoed that. Hey, it's a T-Box. We're still at Claxon BMW. Still can buy a great car out here, so go do that. And uh, if you're a uh, sponsor of the show and I missed you, it's Rick's fault because he didn't give me. <laughs> Blame it on him. <laughs> hey, before we get into all that, Ed, uh, one note of condolences. Um, J.L. Lewis passed this week. I saw that. Uh, I don't know if you knew him or friends. Big Not fan really. of the magazine. Always was. Oh, is that right? That's yes, cool. he always was. He was always friendly and always good to us. And uh, and uh, didn't know him very well, but he'd send me notes all the time and uh, turned it turned his golf career into a nice teaching career. And uh, yeah, everything I saw about him said uh, I saw Bob Estes put some up. So he's a super guy. So it's, yeah, it's a good bar. egg. So uh, rest in peace, JL. All right. So our goody good buddy Edward Lord. I first met you the year you won on the web.com slash corn Ferry, whatever it's called today. Yeah. And you were getting ready to get on to the PGA Tour. Okay, so that would have been, um, what, 13, 2013? Somewhere like that. Yeah. So I uh, played golf with you and Corby, and uh, it, was a, it was a good time. And I got to know you. And I remember at one point I said, what are you going to do after golf? Do you remember what you said to me? Hopefully retire, probably. That's what you said. I'm not doing anything after golf. I'm <laughs> going to play golf. But, but everything changes, especially when you have triplets. That's a fair statement, yeah. Because life on tour isn't easy when you're raising kids. No, it, it's, it's a hard lifestyle. I think that if you're... You know, if you're a top 50 player and you have the means to, you know, maybe take your kids with you a lot, it's bearable. It's still hard because you're obviously out there working. Um, 
you know, I think beyond that, it's, it's, you know, you're not really probably getting them out on the road much. Um, you know, it just kind of sucks being an absentee dad, I think, for, for a lot of us. You know, some guys don't mind it. They end up getting divorced and, you know, continue that. But, uh, yeah, it's a hard lifestyle. So you made the decision this year that instead of going back to the Corns Ferry Tour, mm-hmm. you were going to go move to the real world. Yeah. So what are you doing now? So I am I am uh after I finished my last event, yeah, I kind of decided that if I didn't keep my card or get a chance to get to the big tour, I was going to do something else. It just was, you know, I've tried it almost 20 years. Uh, you know, had a lot of great success, but a lot of, you know, a lot of heartbreak. And it's just a, when you're not, like I said, when you're not a top 50 player, you're always, you're always just worried about what's next. Right. Where am I going next? So anyway, um, so I got hired by an insurance firm in Rockwall called KNS Insurance. They do uh, commercial insurance, um, and I'm on the employee benefits side. So there's four of us. So I'm obviously the greenest guy in the world. Um, so I got my passed my test on the first try, which you know, that first, a boy first test in uh, I think 20 years that I took. Um, so now I'm uh, kind of trying to get it out there what I'm doing. You know, figure out who I know, who I might be able to get in front of. So employee benefits, is that mostly health insurance? Yeah, health or? insurance basically for kind of small to mid-sized companies. Kind of our niche is probably 25 to 250-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of decided that, you know, I've played golf with a lot of insurance guys. Um, you know, I think they all the do first, okay financially, they? seem to. The first yeah. few years I think are a grind, and that's what everybody's kind of told me, three years. Um you know, a lot of guys I've played with in pro-ams. What they, most of them did insurance, uh, banking, or they, you know, they own some kind of business. So or car dealers. Or car dealers. Yeah. There you go. Um, you know, these guys are in Rockwall. They're my office is about six minutes from my house, so it, it kind of gives me the what I was looking for. I wanted to be around to kind of watch my kids grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, I've missed their eight, so I've got pretty much what ten more years of that. So. Um, to see 10 more years, you'll be 52. Yeah, I mean, I got eight years till the Champions Tour. So, you know, maybe uh, hopefully I get the insurance deal going and I won't miss it at all. And uh, I'll be able to play some kind of business golf, maybe take some golf trips with my buddies. But it's, So are uh, you going to try any more professionally? I mean, we've got um, a Corn Ferry Tour in town now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll get into some events this year because, you? you know, I finished 78th last year, so I barely missed my card. It, it just kind of depends. And you're a past winner. Yeah. Doesn't that give you some? Well, my my status from last year would be better than that. So it just kind of depends how things are going. Uh, you know, the thing about pro golf is, you know, it's hard to it's hard to really give yourself a chance if you're not preparing every day. And I mean, you know, right now I'm going to the office at eight. I leave at four thirty. You know, I call as many people as I know or cold call. So I'm not. I'm playing golf once a week, maybe twice. So. You know, these guys have given me a good opportunity to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, get in the business and, and hopefully can kind of transition from, you know, obviously being a golfer to being a businessman and use kind of golf as that's still going to be my platform. And, you know, I know that a lot of business gets done on the golf course. Um, so we'll see where it goes. So <clears throat> before you decided to get into the health employee benefits business, yeah. you'd called me once and said – Hey, I'm thinking about getting into coaching, but a different coaching. Yeah. Into coaching on the golf course. 
not as much on the swing as how to manage your round. And I was thinking about it for a guy like you who's done that for a living and how many shots I see wasted on the junior tour side. I thought that was a neat niche. Um, I've done a little bit of that, and I'll probably do some of that on the side. Um, the th- and and I think I can really help kids. The, the part that didn't really appeal to me trying to do it as a full-time is that I don't eat. Well, well, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yes, but I didn't want to be spending my weekends going out and watching other kids. I want to be watching my kids. Sure, and, you know. Co- I mean, I'm starting to coach basketball. You know, we ever start next week, so I-, I want to be watching my kids. I don't want to be, you know, driving all over North Texas to watch kids play on a weekend. So mm-hmm. that's kind of. I mean, I've I've helped a couple of kids, um, so it's something I enjoy, but it's not something that I ultimately decided I wanted to do full time. So, if you, how how soon would you know that you could get into a corn fairy event? Like, I mean, I can look at the field and kind of, I kind of know where I would be. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll probably be, have to wait till the field, the first few when they're out of the country. I mean, I'm not going to go out of the country anyway. Right. But they're only 132. It'll have to be till they kind of feel the expand the field to 156. So, I mean, there's a good chance I'll get into six straight tournaments. I don't know if I'll go play any of them, but we'll see. Yeah, I guess it depends how well you're doing. But, you know, yeah. you might still have the itch, too. I mean, you know, hell, right. especially if it's in Arlington. Yeah, right. I mean, I could certainly just drive over there and play. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the new job, it's obviously it's it's really hard to be good at anything, whether it's, you know, sports or sales or whatever you do. So it's, you know, it's real live work. But, uh, you know, it's a process every day and, and uh, just kind of trying to, figure out what that process is and then, you know, kind of stick to it and see where it goes. Need that one good first sale. You know, That's you right. know when Rick came working for the magazine, you know who his first sale was? No. Classic BMW. There you go. And now how brought, many years ago was that? 17. Yeah, that's 16. pretty awesome to have he a client in, for 17 years. He came in, and he, I said, why don't you come sell for me? I'll never forget it. He said, I'm fi- I, I got fired by the ticket. I said, really? He said, yeah. We were playing golf at Vaquero with him him and Corby yeah. after their show on Saturday. I said, you should come work for me. I said, yeah. what do you do? I said, can you sell? He goes, no, I sold mortgages. I said, well, it's kind of not the same. Yeah. And I said, it was a long time ago. I said, go, why don't you give it a shot? And yeah. so I trained him for about three days, and he called Eric Moss, and they put a deal together and he brings me a contract he says is that good i said well i just need a few more that's Keep pretty going. awesome well good for him you know <laughs> so, so you know any of those um, business owners that need a stick for their uh you know their scramble team hey that's you know it might be hey, my way into the door hey there so. you go um so how's it playing once a week now do you feel like you have you been grooved at any point? You said, "Man, I'm hitting it right, really good right now." You know, I've still been playing fairly well. I mean, I'm playing my you know home course where I've played for twenty something years, so it's, um, you know. But I, I was a, I've always been a pretty naturally gifted guy. I didn't, I wasn't like a real like ball beater during the week. I mean, I'd play a lot, so you know, I think the the thing where I've like off the tee, I'm still pretty good and. Uh, you know, I was always a really good wedge player and kind of short iron player. And I've kind of noticed, you know, I might hit it, you know, 20 feet from the hole instead of 12 or 10. So it's it's a little – you can kind of see that. And I think that's where a lot of people say, you're, you know, the closer you get to the green, the less you play is where you're going to be the most rusty. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, 
Honestly, I haven't missed it a whole lot yet, so we'll no. see. I guess kind of maybe in the spring and summer if I kind of get that itch to maybe go play once or twice, and we'll see what happens. I mean, you can go play. You can go play in Arlington and win that thing, and They'll life have all will really change us, right? <laughs> but uh, you know, the, my obviously my motivation was really that you know I just want to be around to watch my kids grow up sure. and, and help support my wife. I mean, she's had to do so much because I wasn't really making enough money to where she couldn't. You know, she's been having to work, and then you know. Uh, you're a dad you know it's a lot taking care of kids oh. especially when only one person's at home and i was you know so it's just it was just kind of trying to get my life a little bit more in balance which you know like i said i tried for 20 years i mean it's not like i didn't give it a good shot and, and you had a lot of good years sure but you know ultimately you're you're trying to be one of the 150 best player in the world so i i remember your i think the biggest claim the fame that i remember you having is Going eagle birdie on the last two holes to qualify for the U.S. Open. You eagle, didn't you eagle number nine at, at uh, uh, on the qualifier to? Well, no, at Lakewood. That at was Lakewood, my. Yeah, I shot sixty. Uh, what did I shoot? I think I shot seventy sixty four. And you, didn't you go eagle? Well, no, that actually, eagle? My, that actually was my. Uh, so that was the my front nine, which I started on the back on on my second round. I, I yeah, I went finished. I think I shot twenty nine on the front nine and. Just kind of cruised in, but you know, I did have some really good years. I mean, I played a bunch, and, then, and you were on the leaderboard briefly at U.S. Open. Yeah, I was year. actually top ten through about let's see, about forty-eight, forty-nine hole. No, yeah, 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 almost till about number fourteen of my third round. That kind of rough, but it's the U.S. Open, man. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was up in New York. That was uh, no, that was at Marion, Pennsylvania. Marion, Pennsylvania, yeah. right. So I ended up tied. I think I tied with Tiger that week, like around 30th. But oh, yeah, I've tied Tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, that's kind of he's Tiger. <laughs> but, hey, it's it's great. I Did mean, you ever I, play with Tiger? Did you ever get paid I, you with know, I, play, I never played with him as a pro. I played with him some in, like, junior golf, and then he kind of turned pro right when I got to college. So I never played with him after that, but obviously played in a bunch of tournaments. With All right, him. what was the best round you witnessed while on tour? Oh, best round I witnessed. That's a good one. I don't, you know what? I don't even. There's, you know, actually, when I was playing in Asia, the best round I watched Thomas Bjorn, and this was about 2003 or four. He shot 63, I think, the last day at Hong Kong Open, and it was the best ball striking. He's the best iron player I think I'd ever played with. So this is he. I think that was maybe the year he kind of fluffed up the British Open mm-hmm. there, but he was like. The sound coming off of his ball with the iron, I was like, man, that is okay. something else. Ever starstruck with a pairing? Um, not, no. I mean, I played with some of my, I played with Fred Couples a few times overseas, and that was always fun. But he was such a great dude. I, I wasn't ever really, I wasn't ever really like, man, what am I doing here? But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I had some cool deal i mean you know, i beat ernie Els and when he was number two in the world he just won the british open in korea one year and played with him for 36 holes but you you finally realize that you know they're just dudes yeah they just happen to be really good at their craft and that's once you kind of get past that you know most of them are great guys but they're just dudes there you go yeah. all right that's all about ed so uh next We'll get on the Jason Garrett watch. Yes. Because we only have 10 minutes left while we're on the air to see if we can make that happen. Because it really should happen while we're on the, while it's on the tee box, right? be fun. 
Kern's looking at me with his so blank much fun. stare. Yes, so much fun. All right, well, we'll mix with uh, Country Force. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Are they here? Are they there, Jay? They are in remote. All right, well, we'll see where they are next. Yep. All right. All right, here we Thanks are. the T-Box. It's Craig and Ed Lore. Professional salesmen, Craig and Ed. <laughs> That's right. And uh, we are wrapping it up over at Class BMW. Big thanks to Kern for keeping us on air today. Anytime. Welcome and Happy New Year to you. Happy Big New thanks Year. to Jay King, who is, I, I don't want to say anything because Dave Wilson was with us for so many years and so good, but Jay, Jay's taking things to the next level. It's fun stuff. So, uh, Thank you, Jay. Happy New Year, and uh, Happy New Year, and thanks for Russell Scott for doing tickers. And uh, next week we will be... Mm. I have to look this up. He's a real radio pro. Well, it'll be a mystery, because Rick didn't tell me where we are. But we will be somewhere next week, because we're always somewhere. As you know now, and you're in sales, if we're in the station, we're not making money. So we won't be at the station. Speaking of being, uh, I think the only time I've actually been to the station was that one time that Kern No showed us a number of years ago. Yeah, bring that one up. That's right. We drove from. Uh, we we were for the old up. crest. Yeah, and I said we could make Just it memories. in fifteen minutes if we Man, leave now. We may have fractured an occasional traffic law, but we made it. We did. We anyway, made it. by the way, speaking football. of fracturing. Law or traffic laws, you might do that on a motorcycle, and I think that's where our buddies at Country Force may nice be. play there. Hello? Yeah. That was a level broadcast. Wait a minute. There we go. Can we hear you now? Say oh. hello. Oh, yeah, there hello. we Now we can hear All you. Right. What's, What's up, up guys? Yes. Morning. Hello. We are watching motorcycles at the Progressive International Motorcycle Show at the Convention Center. Woo! <laughs> Way to wow. get that out All quick. Right. Feign that excitement, Ty. <laughs> that was real energy. What are you talking about? So, so Edward, you feel like maybe like five or six fill-in shows, and it's just guns a-blazing towards Kern, huh? <laughs> Poor Kern. Yep. Uh, I got nothing but love <laughs> for just, Kern. Just going straight after the engineer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That's bold. That's bold. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, a a. How about this? First show of the year, and you guys are out on remote? It's a, it's the start of a new year and new country force. It How is. about that? It is. It's a new energy. It's a new vibe. Good for you, boys. So is this going to be <laughs> 52 in a row? Well, let's don't go that far. This is episode number 115, 115. Wow. Yeah, we've been, we've, been, we've been at this a while now. In fact, we were just discussing that I think – Maybe our first remote ever was here two yeah, years ago. If not, if it wasn't the first, it was very close to our first remote. This is actually my seventeenth year. All right, T box. So, and this was your best sh- formatics day ever. No way. <laughs> no way. Well, there were a lot of smooth transitions today. I'm proud of you. You're evolving. This would be, sh- this would be show eight eighty four. We're on our way. 884, you know that like for sure? You do one every week. 52 times 17 years is 884 shows. Yeah, but you've probably missed some here and there. So probably 850, 
Say I'll take eight fifty. Eight fifty's good. You probably missed thirty some something shows over the seventeen years. Yeah. Probably That's right. still very good. The Saroys miss 30 a year, so. <laughs> <laughs> They're on show 24. Yeah, 30 of 52. Absent. Okay, yeah. so um, I was really anxious and hopeful that the Garrett firing would have happened during the tee box. But now it's officially 10 o'clock, so it would now be on your watch. Now it's going to come down on our watch. We were expecting it to happen Monday, Monday. or Tuesday <laughs> during our yes. watch. But not Just so like much. Everybody. Yeah, you know, on the way down here, we were discussing it. We'll talk more about Cowboy stuff at 1030, but... It's apparent now that Jerry's just doing this because he wants to just frustrate everyone. I think he's just he's bound and determined to just do it on his time. Oh, I, I, think, there's, I, there's not I a just single think he doesn't want to thinks, fire him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there might be a bit of that. But at this point, it's time to rip off the Band-Aid. I think that he's doing it just because he wants to make it a point that it's on his time. And I told Ty, I was like, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if at about maybe 12.45 or 1 o'clock this afternoon – they sent out a press release that didn't officially say he was fired, but announcing that there's a news conference for Monday, just so on the pregame show for the first game this yeah. afternoon, they'll have to mention the Cowboys five or six times. Wouldn't surprise huh. me at all. Huh. Keeps I, the I don't know if they'll the officially announce the firing likes. because it's on a Saturday, but it wouldn't surprise me if they sent something out See, that I, said there's a press conference scheduled for Monday. I thought he was going to do it right in the middle of the Winter Classic. <laughs> That's what a lot of I don't think he knew the Winter Classic was taking place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, well, he's the carnival <laughs> ringmaster. He keeps them in the news. There is a national championship game Monday night. Or no, it's next no, Monday. No, it's the no, following it's like, Monday. He might wait yeah. till uh, for another week. And, yeah, and that still gets him in under the 14th. <laughs> yes, yes. Garrett that's will right. still be under that's contract right. till that's, then. That's the 13th, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh well. So, hey, right, boys, enjoy. By, by the way, Craig, uh, I, hang on dock. real quick. I, I didn't. How did you? How did you fail to mention yesterday that when I talked to you that you got hit by a car yeah, you, when you, you were got hit by a car? <laughs> Well, you weren't in the best of spirits. I tried to, I tried to pop, pump you up a little bit by no, was, talking was, about anything. I was you feeling were, a little not, bit under the weather yesterday, yeah. and, and so yeah, I mean, I that would have made Eli laugh. Yeah, I went to the sugar ball and got hit by a car. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> we just heard that. Golly, <laughs> and you seem to be moving around very well for someone that was just hit uh, by a vehicle. Was it like yeah, a mini Cooper? Yeah, the more or? I walk, the better it feels. But yes, I had a, I have a big old bruise on my ass and on my hip. And uh, well, at least it and got I, the, meat, I, the meaty parts. It didn't just hit you right on the knee and just no. But I do have a big something. old gash on my head. I don't know if on my forehead. If you, I, don't I know did if you saw notice that. that yesterday, and I was wondering if maybe you got into a scrap with a Baylor fan or something. But I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> no. By the way, I will say um, it was really uncomfortable because coming from Dallas, I get on the airplane to go New Year's New Year's Eve day to go to the Sugar Bowl. And I am the only guy with Georgia gear on, and the rest of that plane was green. Uh-oh. But they were the nicest human beings on earth. They really were. It was fun. And I was in one bar, and and uh, and I saw uh, they all recognized me or my voice and bought me <laughs> drinks. They all told me about recognized. the anus. That can't be true. <laughs> it's Craig. Yeah. Uh, no. I was, believe it's when he started talking. It was Rosen Rosen. <laughs> it was Rosen Rosen. Rosen Rosen. Are you the anus guy? <laughs> That's right. I've got to buy you a cocktail. <laughs> That's right. Shots all around. Uh, That's right. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. 
my roommate right, from fellas. college. What are they talking about? Like, well, I'll send you a link. <laughs> <laughs> Very All right, good. coming Very up good. next, we've got two hours of Jason Garrett watch. Yes. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Plaza, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket. KTCK AM Dallas-Fort Worth. KTCK FM Flower Mound. Accumulus Station.